The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. So just how far will a YouTuber go for views? Well, it's possible that one of them may have gone so far as to throw himself out of and then crash a perfectly good aircraft. This is uh, sort of what the FAA may be implying in a judgment they've made recently about a pilot who, by the name of Trevor Jacob, who they say crashed his plane intentionally. And of course, Trevor Jacob then took the video of that crash, posted it on YouTube, and it has been doing great business in terms of likes. To talk about the the, uh, incident and to analyse it, we're joined by uh, Petter Hornfeld, who is a commercial pilot. He's a training captain with a major airline. He's also the uh, man responsible for the YouTube channel Mentor Pilot, which does uh, air crash uh, analysis and discussion and is one of the most popular aviation channels on YouTube with several million regular uh, views. Petter, you are very welcome. Will you tell us, first of all, about the Trevor Jacob accident? What happened? Thank you very much. First of all, it's a pleasure to uh, to be here on the show. Um, well, um, basically, this all started off with Trevor Jacobs himself releasing this video in December last year of, uh, like you were saying, himself flying his uh, his old 1940s a uh, high winged single engine aircraft from a um, an airport in California called Lompoc and. Uh, in the video, he, he kind of talks about his intention of flying with uh, the ashes of his dead friend up towards a, another airport in Northern California, which is called Mammoth. And his intention was to, to fly up there and spread his friend's ashes. Um, but of course, very quickly, the, uh, the video is switched over to him flying over quite high and mountainous terrain um, over a natural reserve there in California. Uh, when his his engine suddenly stops, his his engine stops, and then fairly quickly he he kicks open the door. Yeah, so it, basically he has started off that video when he was talking about doing this flight. He he starts off by showing off his uh, his parachuting rig, and he uh, he explains that he always flies with a parachuting rig because if something would happen, then at least he has a way out. Um, now, when we get to that part of the clip where uh, where the engine cuts out, th- he has already opened the door a little bit, and uh, he proceeds then to to film himself with a handheld GoPro camera uh, while he's kind of panicking in the uh, cockpit, talking about you know I'm going to die, this is this is horrible, my engine has stopped, and so on. And then he uh, he quite quickly just jumps out of the aircraft with his uh, his parachute. And what happens to the plane? Yeah, but that's the thing. The uh, the plane, um, obviously, a single engine aircraft. Um, once the engine stops, as a pilot, you're supposed to do several uh, checklist items to try to. First of all, you're supposed to try to look at the place that you could potentially land this aircraft. And then, uh, once you have found a place and you have established a certain airspeed that gives the best glide angle for the aircraft, you're supposed to go through several checklist items to try to restart the engines, to try to, you know, to to get the aircraft back running again. But nothing of that happens when he has jumped off the aircraft. The, the aircraft is by itself, so it's going to do whatever it's going to do. In this case, it continues to fly in a wide right-hand turn uh, before it eventually crashes into a mountainside. He, meanwhile, parachutes safely to the ground and finds his way back home. Is that right? 
Well, yeah, that would be that would be the the logical thing to do. But in fact, he continues. He parachutes down, but he doesn't parachute down to the valley that you can see below, uh, where there are roads and it's closer to civilization. Instead, he he lands his parachute pretty close to the uh, the downed aircrafts, and then he uh, proceeds to walk through the brush down to find the the, the uh, what's left of the aircraft, um, and then pick up his GoPro cameras from the uh, from the wreckage and then proceed down into the valley. So he then posts this footage on on YouTube under the appropriate heading I crashed my plane. How did the FAA react? Well, initially the FAA I don't think reacted that bad. It was obviously this is a this is a single engine general aviation crash where no one was hurt. So I'm not sure that the FAA had it on their radar to start off with, but as soon as he posted this on, on YouTube, a lot of pilots and, and people who knew anything about aviation really reacted very strongly to it because there was, this is just so far from the way that we have been taught to deal with emergencies in a single engine aircraft. It, it was so bizarre the way that he did it. So it had a lot of attention. Was there none of the usual NTSB stuff? Did they not have to go out and examine the wreckage? Yes, it would have been. I mean, it's, it was up to him to, to report the crash. Um, and I would assume that the NTSB would look into it. Um, but I don't know how far along that that investigation had actually come at the time that he posted the video, because this video was posted only weeks after the crash. And it wouldn't have been a high priority case for the NTSB, for sure. So the FAA then, based on the reports from, from viewers, begin to look into this and they see the stuff that you've been describing, the, the lack of an attempt to restart the engine, cameras all over the plane, the door already <laughs> being opened. Also, the, was there any air traffic control conversations when the, did he ever declare an emergency? No, um, there was nothing certainly on the video that he that he released. Now, the, the Taylor craft aircraft that he was flying is, was built in the 1940s. And in its original model, it doesn't have an electrical system, which means that it is a possibility that he wasn't fitted with the radio. Um, and would, he could have after fitted the radio with the help of a battery, of course. But in the video, there is no there is no sign of him actually contacting uh, traffic control, sending out a, a Mayday message or anything like that. And I mean, these things that I've just mentioned now, that's just the tip of the iceberg of the bizarre things that was in this video. Um, of course, when whenever the, the, um, the internet um, kind of audience starts really digging into a video like this, they will look through frame by frame and they will find all sorts of things. Among other things, it looked like he had a couple of fire extinguishers strapped to his legs, uh, concealed behind his pants. You could see that when he was jumping out uh, with with the um, the parachute. And uh, this this may be obvious to you, Peter, but it's not to me. Why would anybody strap fire extinguishers up their trousers to jump out of an airplane? Well, I mean that is that is definitely not obvious to me either. <laughs> that is the absolute first time that I've seen that. But of course, I mean here we can only speculate. Uh, the speculations being that if he had pre-planned this, which everything points to at this point he might have wanted to have fire extinguishers with him in case the aircraft would actually cause a fire when it crashed so that he could put that out and not cause a, a wider forest fire. So the FAA then, they've, they've recently handed down their verdict, which is that he is, he is suspended for, an, an, is it an indefinite period of time? No, the uh, the emergency revocation of his uh, private pilot license lasts for a year. 
that doesn't mean that he automatically gets his license back after a year, but because it's an emergency revocation, that tends to be um, a year to start with. And after that, I, I think he can apply to get it back. Now, uh, whether or not, because this, this was very quickly, this only took a few months for this emergency revocation to come out, uh, which is very quick in the, in the world of, of aviation authorities. So it's likely that the investigation is still ongoing in the background. Um, and whether or not he's ever going to get his license back is, um, well, something we're going to have to wait and see. Now, of course, Peter, given your uh, background, both what you do professionally and what you do on, on YouTube, you're obviously not going to jump to a conclusion. But I suspect no. that everybody who's listening will have long since jumped to the conclusion that says this guy was doing it for the views and for the hits. Can I get you there to put on your other hat, that of YouTuber? Is it sufficiently profitable uh, an enterprise? Because you have a significant YouTube channel. I mean, you get millions of views. I think people from, mm. from who don't have that kind of traction see it as being a hobby that gets broadcast. It can be quite lucrative, can't it? Yeah, indeed, indeed. If you if you spend, it, it's like with everything that you do in this world. If you if you spend enough energy on something and you you, you put enough enough work into it, it can be it can be a, a, a very lucrative um, income source for sure. Remarkable that could it could incentivize somebody to do something like this. Did it? Do we know will he face any criminal prosecutions? Because the, obviously the FAA license revocation is about his whether or not he's allowed to fly a plane again. But if enough people pay attention, you would imagine that somebody in law enforcement might get intrigued. Yeah. So once again, since I, I don't know the full background to this, I don't know if there are any criminal cases launched against him um i would suspect that there would be because uh, he crashed his aircraft into a natural reserve and and that's on federal land so i would suspect that there are more federal agencies that are looking into this case but i don't know that so so far um as far as we know there's nothing there's nothing going on but that might change soon now if you go back a little bit to whether or not this would have been worth it for for him financially I very highly doubt it. Um, first of all, in the beginning of the video, when he released this, it was actually a sponsored video, which meant that it was a, a company behind who had sponsored him, paid him money to, to make this video. Now, obviously, that company had no idea what type of video that he was planning to do. So it only took uh, a week or maybe only a few days before a new version of that video was, was published where the company that had sponsored him was taking out of it. So they obviously, you know, stepped back. They didn't want anything to do with that. And as far as the views goes, um, I don't know exactly how many views this, um, this video has now. I don't want people to go and check it out because this is not a type of behavior that I want to endorse. Um, but I think last time that I checked, he had maybe a couple of million views on it, which sounds like a lot, but it was definitely not cover his, um, his lost PPL certificate. And nor the cost of the aircraft, because one assumes that no insurance company will put their hands in their pockets, given the context that this ha has uh, occurred in. Uh, that's the, the final thing I wanted to ask you, Peter. As a man who has dedicated his life to uh, aviation from a very young age, how did you feel about seeing somebody wreck what looks like a very nice classic aircraft? No, it, it hurts me. It, <laughs> it, it's, painf it's, it's painful to see. This is an aircraft that, that someone who loves aviation could have had many, many years of, of fun with. Um, and it could have served, it definitely des deserved a better um, end than that. Um, now, from, from, from someone who does love aviation, the, what I 
what really hurt me when I watched this video was just the message that was being sent out. Um, because he he made a, a big point of how happy he was that he had a, a parachute with him so that he could just jump out and save his life when things started to go south. But that goes against anything that we flight instructors teaches our students. I mean, we we tell people that you have to aviate, navigate, communicate. You have to you have to look after your aircraft. You have to try to get the aircraft down and land it in a safe way so that you avoid third-party damage and, you know, of course, try to save your life. But we do not jump out of an aircraft, even if the engine has stopped working. That, that's just not the way that we're supposed to be, to be handling an emergency. And, of course, him reaching millions of millions of people with this video, there's always a risk that someone out there, someone who is being taught how to fly, might think that this is a great idea. You know, maybe I'll carry a, a parachute with me and jump out of an aircraft. And that aircraft might then cause severe third-party damage. And also, I mean, Trevor Jacob is, a, is an accomplished skydiver. He knows how to deal with this. But someone who just puts on a parachute and is not a trained skydiver might kill themselves in the process. So it is, it is just, and it's just bad through and through. Well, as you say, we, we won't recommend that people check out the video. We will recommend that people check out Mentor Pilot. So it is M-E-N-T-O-U-R Pilot. And if you have any interest in crew resource management, in the learnings from aviation accidents and incidents and from the breakdown and very detailed analysis of uh, air crashes through the ages, it is the channel for you. And the man responsible is Petter Hornfeld. Petter, thank you again. Thank you very much. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.